What is this podcast? This is the pertinent podcast purpose of Passion Presents Playful People Who Love Photography. That also starts with a P. Or more simply, we're Passion Through Polaroids, and we're your instant community news resource. I'm Natalie. And I'm Alex. And we started to notice a problem with social media resources regarding instant film in that everyone was all over the place. Thanks to all those different algorithms, we would start to find awesome artists and info, and then we wouldn't see from them again in months. Not because they weren't posting, but because they just weren't appearing in our newsfeed anymore. And we wondered if other people had the same problem. Which was confirmed when we received messages from you guys telling us that you had that same problem. So we got together and we figured, what if we started to use this podcast platform to bring together all the current themes, uh, works that are being done in the instant film world, along with any new exciting upcoming announcements from Polaroid itself, any new cameras, films coming out, and perhaps even photography festivals, giveaways, contests, anything related to Polaroid films specifically, we wanted to be that resource for you. And if you need a random analogy from Alex, we got you covered too. Welcome! Today's recording date is Sunday, October 11th, and we'll be looking back at this previous week of October 5th through the 11th in our Instant Film community. First up, we'll be taking a look at the word from Polaroid Company, the mothership if you will. Word from the mothership. (laughs) We'll be taking some time to review the finalists as well as the winner of the latest hashtag MyPolaroidNow challenge. Special effects challenge. Uh, As well as Polaroid's feature of artist Brian Bruno's project, Creating from Afar, a series of self-portraits. And also, our spooky photo challenge. Just in time for Polaroid week. We'll then take a look at a few of our other community members, such as Picture Man Bob, who is traveling across country right now. And, <laughs> and Polowink's feature of Monique Sullivan. We'll wrap up today's episode by looking into some Polaroid history, followed by our week's focus songs, in which Alex and I discuss our independent goals regarding our photography and our progress through them. Let's take a look first at Polaroid's My Polaroid Now Challenge. The SFX Challenge, where basically the goal is to get a really cool optical illusion. On Polaroid's website, when they announced this challenge, they showed a photo of a woman standing in the foreground of the picture. So she, of course, looks much larger because she's closer to the camera. She's holding her arm outstretched while her friend is in the very far background, therefore he looks much smaller, it's like she's lifting him up. So a way that you can create those optical illusions and capture them in your Polaroid. Ah, like when your grandpa shows you the photo and he's like, oh hey, I went out to Italy in the Leaning Tower of Pisa, and look, I'm leaning on it. (laughs) That would be an optical illusion if your grandpa is Dracula. Blah, blah, blah. Well, every time there is a My Polaroid Now challenge, they will put some of these photos up and they narrow it down to 
four finalists. The four finalists featured this past week included Sikni Lassie, Invalid Film, Polas by Sarah, and hopefully I'm saying this right, Naka Iakio, N-A-K-A-I-A-K-I-O. We're gonna quickly go into each one to kind of share how these different effects appeared on their photos. So taking a look first at Sikni Lassie's photo. I think this is the only submission that may have not been a iType camera. I believe you're correct. Because when we look at the other three entries, they all have black frames and there is no black frame film option for non-iType cameras or one step plus. I apologize. The film is iType. So this first photo, it looks like there's a hand covering a ceiling light and just between, this is the left hand, just between the forefinger, the pointer finger and the thumb, a little bit of that light is peeking through and it looks very angelic, would you say? Yeah, very, yeah, angelic would be a good word, I suppose. Oh, that feeling of kind of blocking out the sun and it's just peeking through, very sepia tone qualities to it. Beautiful light capturing. I think of Star Wars. This was kind of more of a Star Wars challenge. I could see that being very appropriate. Invalid Film also has a very cool illusion, which appears to be from inside of a cave. Yeah, it looks like kind of like you're looking down the deep end of a tunnel. And at the end of that cave, you can see someone emerging from this cave and some trees um, in front of them. My question for this photo is how it turned out because I would think it looks like it's taken from so far deep in the cave that it would have just been completely black. How did they get that lighting? Polarig is amazing with capturing light sources. Do you have any thoughts of how they might have gotten that photo? With a Polarig. <laughs> All right, next up, Polas by Sarah. Now we're inferring this definitely looks like a double exposed photo. Would you agree, Alex? Mm -hmm. They look like a mountain ranges with more of a blue tint, but then it looks like the second photo was taken upside down. And so the two mountains are layered on top of one another. Or I suppose if you were in the Millennium Falcon, Falcon and you were trying to outrun Darth Vader or somebody <laughs> else, that would get a twist to the side and you would narrowly escape these two colliding walls like it has that kind of perspective yeah using a one step plus camera the double exposure option is much simpler just a button click away and so again looking at the black frame as well i definitely think that's a great use of the technology available in the one step plus i agree our fourth and final finalist. Yeah, we have a wonderful <laughs> long exposure here. This looks really, really cool. I admire it. That long exposure with the evening lights kind of allow that uh, tracing motion. It kind of gives that illusion of movement of the lights. And it also Very seems... Very strong. It also seems to have that uh, the bottom half of the photo was taken one way and then upside down. It seems to be the same photo in revert in inverse, but it creates this nice S shape. I'm not gonna lie, this is the one I voted for on our behalf. I really enjoyed this photo, and just the lights and the long exposures were beautiful. 
Do you know who the winner was, Alex? Are you ready to tell them? Pola by Sarah. Boo, 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 boo. It was a pretty cool one, Sarah, and she received the new Star Wars Mandalorian Polaroid Now camera plus the limited edition film. So congratulations, authors of Polos by Sarah. I'm sure she was stoked and imagining just like any other Polaroidian. I feel like you're almost more excited just to be recognized and to have your work shared by Polaroid. So congratulations for that honor. And something even more so to congratulate yourselves on would be the honor of the endless impact that you have on other photographers and people who use the internet in general. You never know from Polaroid to the amateur to the professional who you're impacting, us included, and the emotions and thoughts that you are able to procure in us just from looking at one of your photos. So congratulations on the positive impact that you have on others. On that note of considering that prize, the new Star Wars Mandalorian film included, Polaroid has been issuing different types of film and borders, I should say more so. Alex, do you have a favorite limited quantity border design that Polaroid has put out recently? Gold dust. Oh, the black one with like the gold flakes on it? Mm -hmm. That one is really pretty. I'm kind of a stickler for classic white myself. But Polaroid's come out with a few ones. I know there's like a, the Peanuts design I think also came out this week. What I love most about the gold dust frame and even the Christmas frame is with the special editions, there is almost a lighter feel to the photo itself because it is a different texture than the classic white. I appreciate and notice that, and I'm aware of it. Particularly perhaps when certain photographers intentionally utilize those borders to complement their subject? Yes. And even just the tangible physical feel, the special borders seem to feel a little lighter just because of the different texture of material used. That brings us to a special type of film that actually came out in 2008, right before Polaroid even ceased production that initial time. Because the initial time, because now it's back in its full swing again. Back in 2008, there used to be this film called Chocolate Film. Have you heard of it before? Chocolat. Chocolat. This chocolate film was pretty cool. So apparently, since Polaroid had been at the end of its production, one idea that came up was combining some leftover materials to create a few of the last batches of film. So there was a request to do this, and they wanted to create three types of film. Chocolate, sepia, and a blue film. And the film itself expired a year later in October of 2009. Now, why am I telling you all this history on this special chocolate film that was never seen again? There were only 29,980 packs ever produced. And there was one artist who chose to do a series of nude photos, which are beautiful, by the name of Brian Bruno. And Brian Bruno was actually featured by Polaroid this week for his hashtag creating from afar self-portrait project in which he asked several friends to show them how they were feeling through this pandemic time through a self-portrait. He then utilized the Polaroid lab 
to produce these portraits from afar. Which I feel like this is kind of a combination of two of the interviews that we've hosted with Picture Man Bob and A Glass Brightly along with Miss Capacito. Thinking of Bob's project. Distant social link. Distant social link. That was, oh, that was great. But he actually was in person to take those photos. Whereas this um, project by Brian Bruno then also brings us to our discussion with Glass Brightly and Miss Capacito with their use of the Polaroid lab and actually taking virtual photo shoots using this lab. So to see both of those ideas utilized by, I guess what we'd call a professional photographer. Definitely <laughs> is not amateur. Pretty cool. Um, so props to Brian on your creating from afar self-portrait project. They really are beautiful captures. Thank you so much for sharing that and congratulations on your recognition from Polaroid. Boo. As if you needed an excuse to take a spooky Polaroid in October. With no trick-or-treaters this year, we thought someone else might want our candy. And some other ghoulish surprises, too. But who to send them to? Maybe you. So for our spooky photo challenge, take a spooky Polaroid this week. It could be from the past. We won't know. <laughs> Share your photo. Tag us along with the hashtag say cheese and die share it by friday october 16th by 11:59 p.m which stands for post meridian pacific standard time submissions will be featured in our feed weekend voting encourage your amigos that means friends in spanish to show you some support the winner will be announced on monday october 19th which is one day before our six-year anniversary and will receive a halloween goodie bag from us including a pack of 600 film. Have fun and stay safe out there, Polaroid family. Ooh, blah, blah, blah. Taking a photo for the contest would come in handy just in time to celebrate Polaroid Week, which occurs from October 18th through the 23rd. Do you know why it's that week, Alex? Polaroid fact. Polaroid Week is based every single year off of whichever week has the lowest sales projection for Polaroid and its stockholders. I'm pretty sure that's not a Polaroid fact. Maybe a really good Polaroid inference, though. Fact or crap? Coming up in our next segment, we're going to highlight a few members from the instant film community through Instagram. You might recognize large names that perhaps Polaroid might share, Maybe those that might not consider themselves amateur, more professional quality. Marcus Branch. Oh, one day Marcus Branch can interview you and I'm going to just cry with happiness. But we are still fans, obviously, of all amateur photographers on Instagram. And we want to be sure to utilize this portion of our show to highlight some of those members. And so today we're going to hear a little bit about current events in the community. <laughs> very, very current. In fact, our first one, Picture Man Bob. You may be familiar with him from one of our earlier interviews. Bob set off this past week for a cross-country road trip to visit all of the other Polaroid artists that he has become acquainted with through Instagram. On a unicycle. Oh, if only, if only. That would be pretty crazy. He'd have some pretty strong legs by the time he made it here to the East Coast. <laughs> West Coast. West Coast. He started at the East Coast. See, by the time he gets back to the East Coast, who is absolutely made of iron, too. 
you're on a unicycle. <laughs> but Bob's adventures, he took off on Monday. He began in Boston, meeting up with legends such as Pat's Polaroids, a Polaroidist, and Polaroid emoji. Oh my gosh. A Polaroidist just got that new retrospect camera with the acid trip stickers, and his attitude is so great. I can only imagine meeting him. So trippy, man. After that, he went to Chicago, where he met up with Clinger's Polaroids. Uh, he also got to see a few friends at the same time and introduced one of those friends to Polaroid. He bought a camera from Bob not too long ago, and he's been shooting some great stuff ever since. In California, where he's heading, he plans on meeting Town Records and some of her friends in San Francisco. And apparently he might be driving through LA to see a, a couple, I hear. Mm, is he going to see a class brightly? Oh, and this cafecito? Maybe. Maybe it's them. We'll find out. Stay tuned for more. Uh, shortly after that, he'll be making his way back around to the East Coast. Get that correct. Visiting none other than Derail the Snail in New Mexico. And Wait, there's a New Mexico? <laughs> And then he'll be making his way out to Florida to meet up with Instant Shutterlust and perhaps even Crow Flies. Ugh, this sounds like one heck of an amazing trip. It does. Like Polaroid Road Tour. Amazing. Is that right? Road Tour? <laughs> you, You're close. You were in a band. You toured. <laughs> what do you call it? <laughs> Just a tour. Just a tour. We're on tour. Speaking of Instant Shutterlust... She also hosts a Instagram account known as Polowink. Polowink sets out to feature different members of the instant film community, as we do as well. And she puts together these beautiful profiles on these different artists, taking the time to really go through their portfolios, their work, and to give uplifting feedback and to help share their stories. Which takes a lot of energy. It most certainly does. And this past week, Polowink featured Monique Sullivan from San Antonio, Texas. Monique's work is just fabulous in these decays that she's been doing recently, mm -hmm. um, which she has nicknamed the Sunken B-Sides. I feel like they're very colorful, almost geode-like. Like the bubbles kind of give it that impression of minerals, crystallization in my mind at least. What do you think about her photos, Alex? Mm, I agree. I think it's just aggressively honest and just really unapologetic with everything that she does. It's very refreshing. I definitely want to like live in that jet stream or the airstream that she has several photos of. Are they called jet streams or air airstreams? An airstream is one of the mobile homes, correct? That's like on the wheels and it's metal. The ones that are in her pictures? I grew up in a house. Whatever it may be called. Her photos are just something to see. So we really suggest take a look over at Monique Sullivan and looking at her profile through Polowink where you can get that full description by Instant Shutterlust. Now it's time for your Polaroid Fact of the Week. Going back in Polaroid history with Alex. Mmm, this week it'll be spooky. A spooky Polaroid fact? Do tell. Edwin Land died in 1991 at the age of 81. The internet was nine weeks old 
And legend has it, he still lives there today. I guess he does technically live on the internet. On his birth certificate, his name is actually spelled with three W's. <laughs> so, Edwin Land passed away in 1991? At the age of 81. Well, thank you for that. Our final segment of the show is what we like to call our week's Focus Ons, where Alex and I go a little deeper into a particular photo that we either took or worked on this week that gave us a new perspective. We really took some time to focus on the lesson that came from taking that particular photo. So Alex, is there a particular photo you felt you took this week or a manipulation you worked on that really drew in your focus? Not particularly a specific photo, more so a specific style of manipulation, which has been collage for me this week, and I have been having a lot of fun focusing on doing more collages with my Polaroids, because not everyone is up to my standards to where I think that it is worth just keeping as is and is pleasing to look at for me. So my focus has been on manipulating Polaroids in a collage style and making them really beautiful and taking my imagination and being able to put it within or outside of the frame. You've done quite a few this week too. I feel like at least in the past two weeks, you've made six or seven. Like they're starting to fill up uh, part of our kitchen. I had to hang up a new string light and add some clips to accommodate all of your beautiful manipulations. You're really getting into it. I love watching what you create, especially with the glitter. Thanks, Annie. Other than recording and editing this podcast with such diligence and persistence and determination, what is your focus this week, honey? Thank you so much for that. Um, this week, my focus actually came from a particular photo I took. We went to try uh, Monty's for the first time. So shout out to Monty's plant-based vegan burgers. <laughs> Monty's plug. Yes. Oh, it was so tasty. But while we were waiting in line, there was this store, not even a storefront. It didn't have a name on it. An unlabeled wall that had this cool door, but everything was white. And I really liked just the white on white on white, that monochromatic look. And I was trying to capture the door frame in that sunset light. And there was something else in the photo just to the side that I also wanted in the photo. They were both on the wall. And I had to step back to try to get both of them in the frame. But unfortunately, I was starting to step back like in towards the street. And there was only so far I could go back before actually stepping into traffic. Um. And once I got back as far as I could, suddenly when I looked through the viewfinder, there was a parking meter that appeared in the viewfinder with this green balloon attached, and you could see that it was trying to fly off into the wind, but still attached to this parking meter. And I really appreciated that because it looked so cool in the photo, but had I just got what I wanted out of the initial photo, it would not have been nearly as cool. And so it just taught me that lesson, I guess, just to be more flexible with what my goals are and that sometimes something even better is waiting if I'm committed to 
achieving that goal and to be open to changing my mind at the last minute as well. We all know how much you love balloons. Oh, balloons are awful. <sighs> Not even because of like the it clown thing, just balloons are terrifying. They can pop at any point and it's just, ugh, I can't handle it. And that will be it for our episode today. That's it. Well, just a quick recap in case you forgot. We had or you weren't listening. We had so much fun talking with you today about Polaroid's Now Challenge, the SFX Challenge, as well as their feature of Brian Bruno's project, hashtag creating from afar. In addition to filling you in about our spooky Polaroid opportunity, please make sure you get those photos in this week so that we can feature your spooky Polaroid on our page. We also enjoyed sharing with you a bit about Bob's cross-country road trip. Be sure to follow Picture Man Bob and follow along on his journey as he makes his way to the West Coast and back to the East Coast. <clears throat> be sure to go check out the Polo Week profile page to see the review on Monique Sullivan's amazing decaying work. And who knows, maybe you could be the next artist featured on Polo Week. Today's Polaroid fact was brought to you by Instant, the story of Polaroid by Christopher Bonanos. Also, now that you've listened to us, we would like to hear from you. So give us your feedback. Send us a message. Leave us a comment. Give us a winky face. We'll message you back. Don't worry. Either way, we'd like to hear from you because that's what passion is all about, is connection and community. Please subscribe, rate, and review our podcast, and share with your friends. Have a great week, and... Tune in to Instant News, News, News.